I'm Sheree Mativia, host of the Melanated Mindful and Monetized Podcast. I am a business owner and consultant, professional speaker, mom, sister, daughter, and friend. I love all things Golden Girls, and I fancy myself an entrepreneurial empowerment enthusiast. On this podcast, we'll talk real life, business, money, and more through a melanated lens and an intentional mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Grief is weird. After you've lost someone, it can be hard to adjust and find your new normal. But you try. It may take a while, but over time, you start to feel a little less sad. The grief is still there. Make no mistake about it. But you're finding your way forward one day at a time. And it can be years later. And all it takes is one day on the calendar. And all of a sudden, grief overtakes you once again. And it can throw off your whole day. That's what happened to me this week. Tuesday, October 25th, would have been Alex, my ex-husband's birthday, his 48th. It was a rough day, but I used it as a day to reflect on the time that I knew him. And when I tell you that we had come a long way from those 23 and 19 year olds who first met back in the summer of 98. It was really hard losing someone that I I had known and was close to for so long. And even though we hadn't been married in nearly 15 years when he'd passed, I was so grateful for the friendship that we had developed and shared while we raised our two children. Now, look, let me be very clear. It was not the perfect co-parenting situation straight out the gate. And if you're a single parent co-parenting with your child or children's other parent, I want you to understand something and hear me. We never know how much time we have. When Alex and I were at the height of our fighting and him not seeing the kids, neither of us could have known how much time he would have left. This week, I've been reflecting on that relationship 
with Alex and how we were able to finally get to a place where we weren't at each other's throats and we could actually both be present for our kids. And sometimes at the same time. So, you know, in true teacher fashion, I guess, I actually was able to come up with like my top three things that I could take from our relationship, from our co-parenting relationship to try to help somebody, at least one family, be able to move towards healing and wholeness. Now, before I start, let me be extra clear about something. I am not in any way advocating for anyone to return to or participate in any relationship that is abusive, dangerous, or toxic. I just said a few weeks ago in episode six that I ended my marriage with Alex because I didn't want to raise my children in a toxic environment. And I meant that. But I do believe, as I did with Alex, that children do need both parents. And if the other parent is able and capable, then it's on both parents to make an effort to be part of their children's lives. Also, Alex was in a relationship with his girl for many years, and he and I never crossed any line. That part of our relationship ended when I left the marriage. So the work that we did was for our children, and we respected each other and our partners. Over the years since the divorce, we had to make a decision. Work together or make everyone miserable acting like we were doing the right thing. And you know what I'm talking about when I say acting, right? I'm talking about you dropping the kids off and burning rubber getting down the street. Arguing every single time the kids get dropped off at the crib because they didn't bring home the right pair of socks. Or maybe the other parent, you know, has to change plans, but now you get an attitude because you got to cancel the plans you made because now there's nobody to watch the kids. And we won't even talk about money, right? Let's just stay away from that. But we decided that the kids' well-being meant more than winning an argument. Their relationship with one parent was just as important as the relationship with the other. There was no denying that our children needed their father. And once we were on the same page, it made everything so much better. So if you found co-parenting a challenge, let me share some of the top three lessons that I've learned in the years of co-parenting with Alex. And the first one is let go. No, I'm not going to sing Elsa's song, but you know what I'm saying. Let go. You know, tough love moment, if you'll allow me. It didn't work out. It happens. We don't have to commit our lives to making our exes miserable. We've got better things to do with our time. And I get it because I've heard people say things like, Oh, they don't deserve to be happy. Or how do they get to move on and I'm just sitting here single? 
Baby, let me help you. Let go. You can move on too. That is a choice you have. It's okay. And listen, this is not just let go of the person. Let go of the pain and the anger. Let go of the resentment and the unforgiveness. Release yourself from that vendetta and don't hold any more grudges. Free yourself from anything that stands in the way of your healing and progression. You have to let go for you and your family. Number two, grant some grace. Now I want you to think about it. Think about that one thing that that other parent did that made you so mad. Now, think about it like this. What if, what if they didn't do it on purpose? Hmm? So remember I said that thing about the other parent canceling plans? Well, that actually did happen. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, it did. So Alex was supposed to get the kids on a Saturday. And about maybe an hour before I was supposed to drop them off with him, he gives me a call and says he can't watch them that day. I was livid. How are you going to call me now? I have plans. How dare you? You are so inconsiderate. What is more important than your children? Y'all, I was I was on one. And I admit it was not my proudest moment. But it didn't change anything. I I didn't feel any better and I still didn't have anybody to watch my kids. In that moment, I really could have done a whole lot better with granting him some grace. And eventually I would do better because I remember actually sitting down and asking myself, Sheree, how would you want him to act if you had to call on him unexpectedly? Would you want him reacting to you the same way that you reacted to him? And I learned a real hard lesson that day about what it means to grant someone some grace. Finally, my third tip, the children are the priority. Not our egos, not our selfishness, not getting our way. It is the children. What's best for the children? If you're disagreeing, And you go back to that one question, I guarantee you it will help clear up any misunderstandings. When you stop and ask yourself, is this for me or is this for the kids? Is this what's best for me or is this what's best for the kids? Let me give you an example. I didn't always have the money to pay for things. And while at one point Alex was on trial support, at, w- at some point, many years later, I took him off. That's a whole other story. I'm not getting into it right now. Okay. But I did so, and he and I came to the agreement that if the kids need something and I call you, you have to be able to help me. And he agreed. And that is the agreement that we stood in. And so... Our conversations, when it came to things the children need, 
I had to put my ego aside and come from a place of humility because my, the children were the priority, not me. So our conversations were different. An example, the kids are going to the amusement park and I don't have enough money. I need to call him and I'm going to ask. And, I'm, and this is the way the conversation would go. You know, hey, listen, the kids are, you know, have been invited to go to this amusement park. It's in about four weeks, you know, about a month or so. Um, I got enough money to cover one of them. Would you be able to help and cover the other? Usually the answer is yes. Okay. When you need it, Bonnie. Right? Here's another example. The AAU travel basketball fees are due. I can come up with about half of that in three weeks. Would you be able to come up with the, you know, with the other half by that time? Usually the answer is yes. Or this one, look, <laughs> I really need some time to myself. I know it's not your weekend, but can the kids come stay with you for a couple of days? Because I came with humility, because the kids are the priority, I didn't take advantage of any of the things I asked him for. Because the children were the priority, not me. Could I have gotten more or gone after more? Sure. But would I have really gotten it? Was it worth it? I decided that it was better for us to be at peace with each other while raising these children so that our kids had the best chance at success in life. And because the focus was not on what I wanted, but what the kids really needed, whenever I called and asked, to his credit, he would come through more times than not. And another thing I did, I was sure to respect him in his household because I didn't want to do anything to disrupt what he had going on there, but also provide him with enough time and notice so that he knew that the kids had a need. That was just simple respect. The co-parenting chapter of my life closed when Alex passed away. He wasn't there at our son's high school graduation. He won't be there to celebrate our children graduating from college. And down the line, years from now, when our children start families of their own, those babies will only learn about Alex through pictures, stories, and faded memories. We can't go back and undo the fights. We can't unsay those horrible things we said to each other in those fits of anger. But what we made, who we made together, was worthy of finding a way to successfully co-parent with each other. I'm sad that he won't be here to witness these events for himself. But 
for the memories, the invaluable life lessons, and especially the children. I am eternally grateful. I dedicate this episode to Alex. Even though he's no longer here, his impact, his legacy remains. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Co-parenting is not easy. And recording this episode was not easy, if I'm being honest. But I'm hopeful that what Alex and I went through and learned will serve to help someone else restore their own relationships. Maybe one parent will extend the the olive branch to the other for the sake of the children. If you'd like to connect with me and maybe we continue this conversation or maybe you have questions, maybe you just need some encouragement, you can find me over on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Sheree Lativia Enterprises. You can also visit my website, www.mbsllcmd.com. I want to leave you with the principles of the four agreements. One, be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. Be blessed, friends.